Hi, this is Dr. Bethany Tennant, naturopathic physician, certified nutrition specialist, with this new podcast launch called Healthy as a Habit. Welcome. For my next guest, Kenny James of KJ Cuisine, and he's a private chef to many professional athletes. The list keeps growing, so I'm excited to hear about his journey and share some upcoming events he has. So welcome to the episode. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. It's good to get on your podcast. Yes, I appreciate your time. So um, let's just start with the beginning of your your interest in, in cooking and this whole world that you are now um doing full-time um tell me where did this all start I know you've shared a little bit with me in the past about the inspiration from your grandma but you tell me how did when did this start this passion for food and cooking well I would say it started uh when I was a kid you know like like you're saying with my grandmother just really watching her cook and watching her uh make recipes for my family that seemed like they would be really large and how could she possibly do all of that with so <laughs> Uh, tools and it, it just was intriguing to me so as I got older I had the opportunity to go to a culinary school during high school uh, as a vocation hmm. so once I was able to dive into that for uh, for two years it gave me a real uh, understanding of my passion and kind of let me understand what I was doing with food the different techniques and things like that and then it just kind of grew from there that's great and you've you've dabbled a little bit then too with um, making products at one point, right? You were doing the yeah. the barbecue sauce. Is that something that you are you still doing that? And can you tell us the story about that? Oh well, with the barbecue sauce, that's a funny story because that comes from my grandmother too. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's only one person in each generation that can have the recipes. So oh, my wow. mother before me, yeah, yeah. So my mom <laughs> had it before me. Uh, my grandmother had it before her. And then I don't know who I'm going to pass it down to, but uh, it's one of those sacred things where we're not allowed to give it out. So it's uh, something that once we start to put it in the market and uh, get it on the shelves, we want to make sure that it's a quality product, not just something that we're trying to do. So, yeah, I have it for a a few special clients or a few special Mm -hmm. occasions, but I don't really bring it out much. (laughs) That's such a cool family tradition. Um. Because you were you were selling it for a little bit for a while, but now you're it's kind of on the back burner until it's a finished product. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah, yeah, I wanted to be something because people actually liked it and and they liked the story behind it, and I want to bring for it sure. to people. I like the barbecue sauce, but um, most people are excited to monetize things and mm. going too quickly without understanding the quality and the care and the passion that my grandmother put into making it. I wouldn't just want to make mm. quick. So I want to make sure that it's right before we start saying that it's going to be a retail store. That's good. I respect that for sure. Um, kind of piggybacking off that too, then can you share a little bit about your, you've been participating in some barbecue competitions. That's something infrequently, but can you, when did that start and how's that? Uh, that started a couple of years ago. Um, I always like barbecue. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to make uh, because it takes so much time hmm. and effort. you can't just fake barbecue. You know, <laughs> if you 
put in the man hours. You have to know what kind of wood you're using, coal, um, the moisture, the wrapping it, you know, resting it. Everything about barbecue is just, it fascinates me. So, yeah, I was doing competitions for a few years and in between the seasons. If they have a competition during the summer, I'll definitely try and join. Uh, I just won one um, maybe last year, I believe it was. Nice. Pit master. Yeah, that was that was fun for my ribs. I did a, <laughs> a peach barbecue. That was really nice. Nice. That's so, fun. yeah, I try and do as many competitions as I can to keep my skills sharp. But barbecue is just a passion of mine. So I can't let go. <laughs> That's fun. Um, so let's talk a little bit. So you're working with a lot of athletes now. I'm curious if you can share a little bit about your own interest in sports and your life as an athlete before growing all up. <laughs> can you share oh, a little bit about that? Well, um, it's, it's crazy. My, my athletic career was a, a lot of potential, but very short lived. Mm. I ended up uh, suffering an injury in high school that uh, pretty much uh, said that I, I couldn't play football again and I couldn't play sports. Me couldn't take it. Yeah. So that was what prompted my, my switch from uh, the, the school that I was attending to a vocational school because oh, really? they had, yeah, they had other opportunities because uh, I was attending the school that I liked, but I was just going there because they had a football program. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, you know, pretty much just go to school, play sports, get to college and then try and start your life from there. But, once uh once sports was out of the way and I knew that um I pretty much wasn't going to be able to get a scholarship from there, I tried to figure out other interests and other things that could take me to the next level. And uh, fortunately, I was able to go to school and um at a, at a school that offered culinary arts. So it just kind of my niche fell right in. Wow, I didn't realize that. That's so crazy sometimes how those like pivot points in life just. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You know? I, I was supposed to be going to uh, Michigan for football, North Carolina for basketball, or I was mm-hmm. going to go to NYU or Cal. I mm-hmm. had all of my schools picked out. I had everything that I was supposed to do. I just had to pretty much get through high school, and I was I was in. My grades were good. My athletic ability was good. I, I was I was a shoe in. You know, I just had to do everything that I needed to do. But life had other plans, and uh, mm-hmm. the best thing. It was pivot. Mm. That's wild, huh? So you're currently so you've um maybe we can just share a little bit. So we worked together at some point in time a few years ago and it was basically yeah. like a meal delivery. And from that it just basically totally evolved into you now being a personal chef and just being on call and being in homes and can you share a little bit more about that journey and also what that what that looks like for you now i know your list keeps growing i don't know how you keep up with everybody <laughs> but you've, <laughs> yeah. you've had a chance to work with nba and nfl i'm curious if you can just kind of do some touch points on on that journey well uh yeah like you said it started with me and you you know we were just uh working on doing meal prep services and trying to make sure that the athletes were eating something that was nutritious uh as well as good for their bodies and, and making sure that they were repairing and trying to get to the next level as best as they could. But I started noticing, as you did too, that a lot of the food we were meal prepping based on their schedules or based on their lifestyle, they weren't really eating. Mm-hmm. And it's not that uh, that they don't want to eat it. It's just that convenience is the number one killer of meal. So when someone's already at the practice facility or they're already out near a drive-through 
or they're already somewhere where food is convenient to them, then they won't go home and eat the prepped meal that's supposed to be the healthy alternative. Mm -hmm. So that kind of evolved into my thinking of, well, instead of prepping the meal, why don't I just come every day or every other day to make sure Mm -hmm. that the fresher as opposed to weekly? And once it started coming into every other day, as opposed to weekly, it turned into every day and meal and now it goes from meal prep to private chef nice and so you've had a chance now to work in both nba and nfl can you talk about like the differences and that you've observed as kind of an from your work aspect of whether like the the season or the training or the food that you prepare or anything else you want to how would you compare them I would say that the uh, NBA schedule is very sporadic. They have a lot more games. So since they have a lot more games, they travel back and forth throughout the uh, the season a lot more often than someone who, say, uh, is in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Because they're in the NFL, they have 16 weeks, and they spend most of those times at home. So you have Monday through Friday, unless it's a Thursday game, where they're going to be at home. And then Saturday, they may travel to go to the destination to play the game on Sunday. But for the most part, they're homebodies. They'll have their same routine at the same practice facility. Uh, But with NBA, you have people who are going to practice in Toronto, and then they have a practice in Memphis. Mm. They they might be home nearly as often as someone who plays football. So Mm. the football schedule is way shorter, more condensed, and they're home a lot more, but the NBA schedule is a lot longer, mm-hmm. and uh, it can extend even more when you're getting into the playoffs, and then you have those traveling situations as well. So it really just comes down to to travel times, and that's how I'm able actually to do both is because most times when you have an NBA athlete that's on the road for a week or so at a time, I can go to an NFL athlete and take care of their meal preps and their dinner services for a week or two. Mm. They'll not miss a beat with either one of them. Got you. And that's, I bet that was kind of fun to return to the sport that you love so much too, right? I mean, was it, yeah. what was that, what was that like for you to experience like being a part of that NFL scene after having such a passion for it and being kind of taken away, you know, being able to, unable to continue to play the sport? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was something that I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed because I got to see the Eagles win their first championship and watch the season from the, the, the inside track, basically. Mm. Uh, I was fortunate to, enough to work with Alshar and Jeffrey. And what we were doing uh, in Chicago carried over to Philadelphia. So cool. And yeah, yeah, it was very cool. And I got to, to pretty much you know, see how they operate and see the energy around a team and the camaraderie. And just like they say, you know, it's it's no one man. So when it comes down to the trainers, the chefs, uh, the people that work them out and stretch them, the, the coaching staff, you all feel a part of it because you know the day-to-day grind and the things, sure. that, you and the things that they do and, and the teamwork that it takes. So it was really good to go to the games and, and just uh, be in attendance and the, the the seats were cool. The energy was cool. Mm-hmm. Philly was a great. Uh, they have a great fandom. Mm. You know, the way they yell every time they score a touchdown and their fight song. And it was, <laughs> it was 
good energy. It was a good energy. I loved it. That's awesome. Made me miss the field. Uh, so, and how about, um, so you have traveled, you've bopped around to a few cities now. What is your take on some of your favorite aspects of the different cities or um, having been in California and spending some time in uh, Arizona and mentioned Chicago, Philadelphia. What are, what's your, what's your perspective? Say, uh, my perspective is uh, weather changes a lot about people. I think that's the way to put it is that that's, weather changes a lot yeah. about because uh, the temperament of someone in California is different than the temperament of someone in New York. And that's because they brave winters different. So, <laughs> you know, the same way in Chicago, the, the people, the hmm. energy in the place um, is just different. It's not to say that it's negative. It's just your common interactions with people may be a lot shorter because of the weather, you know, and, and in season with basketball and football, football, especially uh, you're, you're talking mm. going into October, True. November. So you don't get to necessarily interact with fans during the summer when it comes to football or basketball, you interact with them when the weather is at its worst and their their mind frames are really hoping on positive things. <laughs> like, I, I think that's the number one thing I've noticed from traveling and working with a lot of different guys is that the media, the, the, the people in the city, the energy around it is different depending on the weather. That's really interesting. And what about your time? I know you had a chance to travel overseas a bit too. What about... Um... What do you enjoy about traveling? What do you do when you get to travel and or whether you're working when you're traveling? Can you speak to some of that? I know you had a chance to go to Paris and spend some time in China. Can you? Yeah. Um, Working is always something that's a potential because you never know if they're going to get homesick. So as a chef, Hmm. you always have to be prepared. You always have to have a knife with you. You always have to have where the nearest store or or a farmer's market is because you're always on call. Technically mm. you can be and you can be, uh, you can find yourself in a complex situation of being just the friend or just the, the person that's on the trip until you're needed. Hmm. And if you're needed. It's, it's time to perform. So you never know what you have to do, but you always have to be ready to do it no matter where you are. And the, the things I love about traveling is I read a lot. Mm-hmm. So I to to discover the food from the location that I was reading about. That's so cool. One thing, yeah, it's one thing to have something uh, from Paris or, or to try and say, okay, well, what's a creme brulee? Mm-hmm. And you would, something as simple as a creme brulee is, is good here. But when you have <laughs> it in Paris, you're like, okay, yeah. now I understand what they were trying to make because ingredient levels, uh, like in Paris, they don't have ice. That's not a natural thing that comes to your table. So when you get drinks and things, you have to ask for ice. Mm-hmm. The The way things are prepared, the way things are plated, um, they're all different. So traveling, I love to delve into the food that I'm making uh, back oh. home. But how do they make it? You know, how do they nice. eat it? Because, you know, they, they don't call French fries French fries. They're just fries. <laughs> ironically right when you're in france right yeah. <laughs> you gotta go with where you are and then eat them the way they have them and, and, and why do they call them french fries you know what i mean mm. it's things like that i love to answer when when i'm traveling abroad that's cool 
So speaking of traveling, you, I'm not sure if it's something you've continued, but you've done in the past. Um, and then I want you to be able to share what you have going on next week, even, but you started this thing called the away game, right? And that was, you brought in DJ OG one and you guys were doing your thing. So can you speak to what those events were like and if you have plans for continuing that in the future? Yeah, we actually, uh, we are, we have one plan coming up in March, March 1st. Uh, we'll be doing it at division Heights. And basically well, what we're trying to do is the, the people of Portland love their team. That's we true. Want to make sure they, <laughs> yeah, they love them. So we want to make sure that they get a good chance to at least indulge in, in something fun and interactive that involve parts of the city and parts of the team all together while the guys are away. So uh, I have the pleasure of being able to bring in the Blazers DJ, DJ OG1. Um, we're working with a lot of uh, of businesses around the area like Portland Gear. Uh, they're going to have some giveaways and things of that nature. So we just want to be able to give the Portland fans a great experience while the team is away. And then we also travel. So while the team is gone, uh, next week I'll be in Phoenix. And then we do some outreach We'll work in public gardens. Uh, we'll so do cool. Service. Yeah, and, and the cities that the teams are going to. So if I'm not here throwing an event to, to have a good time while the team is gone, I'll actually be in the city that they're in trying to do some community outreach work, trying to just see what we can do uh, as chefs and um, the the outside people that are connected to the league, see if there's any way that we can help. That's amazing. And so for your event in Phoenix, was that based off of having lived there, just some ideas of what was happening to connect or was that like a recent collaboration? Oh, no, no. Uh, with, with me having lived there, I understood that they have a lot of athletic facilities mm -hmm. where people train in the off season um, due to the weather, sure. uh, due to um, accessibility with it being an international airport. You can do a lot from Phoenix that you don't have to necessarily do in L.A. or other larger, uh, more populated cities. So with living there and knowing that that market was there, I always knew I wanted to get back. Cool. In a professional athletic standpoint. So now that I have something that I can offer and that my network is growing, um, I just want to build the contacts in that city first and then just kind of grow to every city and try and just get as much contacts and make sure that we're providing quality services nationwide as well as worldwide eventually. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, I love that. I love that concept. And I think it's a, a great way. I love collaborations. <laughs> so I love when people come together to do something bigger than they do individually for sure. Um, and so, and sometimes you're also then at the, the trailblazers practice facility as well. So um are you doing that? Is that typically during kind of a preseason time or are you, is that something you're still infrequently doing as far as oh, providing? Yeah. We're actually going to start, um, our, our catering department is going to start heading a lot more of the, the catering at the practice facility. So uh, with being hands-on with the guys, I can't really get to the facility as much as I used to over the past couple of years, but mm -hmm. we definitely built a team that now uh, want to provide the same thing that we do at home in the facility so all the guys have access to quality food, whether they want to take it home or they want to make special requests. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. 
Is there anything else upcoming in this year, 2019? So you've talked, there's a lot, it sounds like a lot of different projects and different things happening. Is there anything else that you're excited about that's either new or things that are just kind of growing? Uh, I just took on the the rookie, Ephraim Simons. Um, So we're just trying to put some weight on him. I think that this year is going to be a great year for him. And uh, we're just looking to see the progression and growth that he has coming. I'm really excited for that. Nice. Uh, I'm about expansion for the business and making sure that we get to travel more. And mm-hmm. we're starting a company, Pro Trusted. And Pro Trusted will be a, a culmination of all of the away game efforts and all of my efforts to connect with people nationwide. We want to build a large database that will just allow all athletes and people of a professional note to be able to access services without having to uh, feel lost in new uh-huh. cities. They travel awesome. off. Yeah. They travel uh, almost three or four times a week sometimes in the different cities. And to be able to get quality uh, massage therapy services, quality infusion therapy services, uh, quality uh, food services, even. We want to make sure that we know any and everyone in every particular city so that we can have the best services. That's great. So I'm just thinking if any of our listeners are um, interested in in connecting or being involved in that, is that something that they should reach out to you? Or is that something that's like in the works? There'll be like an application or. Oh, yes. Yes. The thing about ProTrust is that you actually have to be ProTrusted. You have to be (laughs) uh, working with or have worked for a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to be looking for references from said athlete or at least someone in uh, in their uh, in their camp that can say, "Okay, well, this person has done quality work. And then we also want to make sure that you're going to be dependable and long lasting. We don't want to have someone who's not in the in this business for the long haul because we need these services and we need these contacts and referrals to be held for a long time. Mm. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely going to be a a vetting process, but if you want to reach out and you want to start to get onto the pro trusted line, pretty much just follow pro trusted on Instagram. That's all one word. Uh, Or you can follow me at Johnny chef coat. That's J O H N N I E C H E F. C-O-A-T on Instagram and then we can just message from there back and forth Perfect. and then uh, as, as the things trickle down you know we'll start to have our team that's awesome I think one thing I really appreciate is your ability to just kind of like perceive opportunities and create them <laughs> so whether it's just kind of like I'm noticing these things I'm seeing this as kind of like there's a need and no one's really you know, there's not a service that helps in this way. I think that's a, it's cool. So going from the away game to pro trusted to um, just as you're growing, I think it's, it's really great. Yeah, good thing. Good thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> thanks. It's a, a movie, a Disney movie. I don't remember <laughs> the, uh, the name of it, but every time I see it, 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 it strikes me. It's about, um, it's about machines or something like that. And he basically just says, see a need, feel a need. And like, that's how I see things. Mm. I I feel like once I see something, need something, it's my job to put it there. Mm. And already passionate in it. And I would do it for free or I would do it at very minimal expense to my time or effort. Then why not? Why not explore the opportunities and make sure that uh, something can come to fruition that everyone can enjoy and gain benefit from. Sure. 
That's good. So the punchline of the the podcast here is healthy as a habit. Is there something that you do daily or weekly or monthly or anything that you do or think or incorporate that you think has been that has served you well? Yes. Um, starting in 2019, I have taken uh, three days out of the week and I will do a health, wealth and knowledge of self day. Ooh. So, yeah, one day <laughs> just all health. I focus on eating healthy, working out, doing anything uh, physically and mentally healthy for myself. Uh, the next day is wealth. I only focus on money. I only focus on ways to save money. I don't go out to eat. I eat things that I already have in my refrigerator. I make sure to not waste a lot of gas. Hmm. Uh, I do everything money-oriented. And then the third day is knowledge of self. Uh, I want to read a lot of books. I want to obtain some information that I did not know before. I want to study words and, and just become a student the whole day. So if wow. you do yeah, you do that twice a week, that's six days. And then you have the seventh day just to rest or relax or pick another day that you want to, to study up on. But if you do that, then after a while, you'll notice that you're filling your days with health, wealth, or knowledge yourself. You don't have enough time. I to love think that. Yeah. Where did, what inspired that? Uh, honestly, just I was coming into 2018 and I felt like I was jumbled hmm. and you know, you fall into these athlete schedules mm -hmm. uh, very fast. So it can throw you in a whirlwind of what am I doing? Where am I going? How do I uh, prioritize? So now the way to prioritize is just to make a compartment for everything. And first things first and second things second. Don't worry about wealth on the health day because then you'll be running yourself crazy. <laughs> about knowledge yourself on your wealth day. Just do those one things and focus on it all day. And then by the end of the month, you'll pretty much be clear of any and everything you need to do because you've given it at least eight days, you know, per per situation. That's so cool. I like that. I'm making notes. <laughs> oh. I like it. Um, you mentioned that kind of like the challenge of being kind of jumbled and scheduled. Is that the greatest challenge? Or just kind of you're always on call, right? Because yes. these guys, sometimes it's after a late game. Sometimes it's sometimes you're doing birthday parties you're doing yeah. holidays is that how have you acclimated to just that on call um, I think the the best thing that I had to learn was I have to be open honest and transparent because hmm. uh, these guys they're used to having things whenever they want them but if you can't do it then don't set yourself up to say you can oh so you have to honestly say, okay, well, I can make it, but it'll have to be at this time. Or mm -hmm. if I'm going to do it, I have to be there a little early. So you just have to communicate and know where they're going to be and how best it'll serve you. Because yeah. if you try and set yourself up for something, you're going to fail. And then everyone suffers if you fail. You know, yeah. um, it's just like a game day like today. Uh if I make food late, then they don't get their nap on time. If they don't get their nap on time, they wake up late. And if they wake up late, their whole entire schedule is thrown off. And then you mm -hmm. have someone who's not going to play well that night. So yeah. it's really about being open and honest and, and knowing what you can and can't do. And, and just trying to make sure that you do the best in the time that you have. I think that's good advice for just anything in life. Any agreement you have or commitment, I think that's good just to... Yeah, not set yourself up for a situation that you can't follow through with, for sure. That's good. Exactly. 
Um, a couple more topics I want to touch base on. So um, you are now a dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You little man. So I'm just curious, how is, uh, how's life changed for you in that regard? Uh, it definitely takes a lot more time um, from uh, my relationship life. So uh, definitely with, with from going from a boyfriend to a parent, you become a father. So instead of just date nights and, and uh, normal intimate evenings that you would have with your spouse, I spend those um, with bath times and watching, <laughs> you know, uh, things like that. So now it's more family time than it is personal time. Uh, I have to prioritize when I get home to make sure that I can, uh, kiss him goodnight and try and put him to bed or family things like that so it's just once again with that open and honest and transparent of saying okay now that I'm a father I can't just make food at 2 o'clock in the morning the way I used to mm. I can't just um, be on call with as many hours as I had I yeah. actually have so it's it's just about knowing what times work for you and then just being honest with your clients about yeah. it yeah and he had a chance to take him to his first Blazers game. How was his experience? Yeah, it was great. He actually got to see the Rockets. He got to see James Harden play, uh, which I feel like he's one of the greats. Hmm. And I think that um, it's it's funny when you see people come in and they're excited about uh, the team. And I'm like, he's around these guys all the time. So he sees the Blazers normally. <laughs> it's, it's when, you know, he gets to see LeBron or somebody of that caliber and his eyes light up because, you know, his cousin Damien plays for the play. So for him, it's he, he sees these guys, but he doesn't get a chance to see the game up close. He got to, to dribble on the wood, post, try and make a couple shots and, you know, just run around and be a kid. So uh, I like that. Yeah, his experiences are from a real up close and personal standpoint. And he loves basketball. So I hope that um, – his 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 level of 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 involvement with the game so closely tied right now. I hope that it just fuels a love for mm. what he's office back in house. Um, if he wants to to own a team, play whatever the case may be, I just want him to know that when he gets to come to the game, it's not just as a fan. He's an active participant. That's so cool. And you're also getting him football ready too. Oh. <laughs> Because, you know, it's the same way with Dame uh, being his cousin. Dame's older brother, Houston, is a really good quarterback. Mm. So when it comes to sports, like, uh, that, that's why I was saying, you know, we were all really good athletes. Yeah. And my, it it kind of just came natural to us. And everyone picked their sport or picked their time to play. So when it comes to, to when I'm going to hand him over for football, I know exactly who I'm going to hand him to. When it comes exactly. to basketball, I know which cousin I'm going to send him to. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty much got it locked down. We're just figuring out what path he wants to go. Even with baseball. I got an uncle that was really good in baseball, too. Nice. How old is he now? He's young, just so everyone knows. Like, Oh, he's, yeah. He's, like, he's only uh, a year and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, he's still like April. toddler. <laughs> yeah, he'll be two in April. So, yeah. you know, look out in the class of 2040 or something. <laughs> but That's great. Nothing, yeah. Um, one last question, a little bit of a tangent, but it's something that you've been sharing more and more lately is um, this journey with your hair. Can you talk, can you share a little bit about this? Yeah, yeah, I can. Um, it's funny you brought that up. 
I was just actually running my fingers through my head. <laughs> but it's one of those things where with my family, um, my dad is originally West Indian. So all of our family heritage comes from Barbados. So it's like um, my hair is an extension of myself. And I had it for a long time. And I wanted to make a few professional moves in my life. So I decided to cut it. And I needed a drastic change. And once I cut it, I never quite felt like myself. I never Can we just, before you continue, explain? Yeah. So if people haven't seen pictures, like, it's not just, oh, it was like. Oh, was yeah. Lengthy. No, it was it was quite lengthy. It was quite lengthy to, to yeah. put it. My, um, it, it, had, it had come past uh, the middle of my back for sure. So I, I would say I had about a, a, a foot. Yeah, a foot, maybe 16 inches of hair. And mm. I owned it for seven years. And wow. It was, it was, yeah, yeah. It was something that that it was as natural to me as anything else. And then once I cut it, I didn't feel right because I just I, I didn't feel the same. So hmm. I had gone through years of, of trying haircuts, trying different hairstyles and trying different honest um mental emotions, hmm. going through different job searches, going through life situations. So it was all kind of a jumble. But now that professionally speaking, I'm comfortable. Um, I'm a father now. Mm. I've gone through a lot in my life to where uh, I'm happier. I'm more confident. And now I want my hair and I want to start the new version of my life back with a different energy this time. So mm. now I'm, I don't have plans on cutting it. I'm going to let it get as long as it can get uh, and, and let it flow free and, and have a great time because... I miss it, and it's going to be good to have it back. That's awesome. That's cool, and I love hearing that you're in such a good place. And, you know, I th- I think I'll just say I think lots of times people see people that are being, you know, being successful or are in positions that they wish they were in, and I don't – they just see that kind of shine part. And I always say people forget all the, the grind part <laughs> and all the sweat and the work and years and, like, time it takes to to even get in those positions where you have opportunities and so um I, I appreciate you sharing some of your journey and I'm so proud of you of where you're at now and excited that you know everything is kind of lining up and you're continuing to grow both personally professionally and with your family and it's all good stuff I'm really excited yeah. about it yeah it's all good stuff <laughs> I think the key to to thinking about things and Instead of uh, seeing the grind and and not the shine, the best way for me is I always say, think about year three, month two, day 12. <laughs> no, you, you can't think of what the weather's going to be like that day. You can't think of what you're going to wear, who you're going to know. Hmm. Just know that three years down the line, you're going to have to think of what that day is going to be like. And if it involves the passion that you're still doing now, if it does, then keep going. Hmm. Doesn't, then then stop what you're doing and figure out what it is that you need to be doing to where when year three comes up you know okay this is where I was at this is what I was trying to think of doing so cool. I, the place that I want to be love it that's awesome well thank you so much for sharing your journey and spotlighting and as a way to just is the best way for people to connect with you on Instagram is that the best oh, way to find you? Yeah. Connect? The best way to connect with me is on Instagram. Um, that's Johnny Chef Coat, J O H N N I E C H E F C O A T. Um, you can direct message me there. 
Um, usually that's where you'll find a lot of my recipes or um, check out my story. Uh, I always put what person I'm cooking for and what food I'm cooking. Fun. Yeah, that's great. And then definitely just want to plug again. If anyone's in the Phoenix area next week, there's some opportunities there. Um, I think on your Instagram as well. And then put it on your calendar for March 1st for the away game here in Portland, Oregon. You said it's going to be at Division Heights. Yep, it's going to be at Division Heights. Uh, Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of good things planned. Very cool. Well, awesome. Well, I know it's game day and you have work to do. (laughs) So thank you so much for taking time. And um, I really appreciate you sharing your story today. Yeah, it's no problem. Taking off a lunch service now. So (laughs) back to it. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. No problem. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Thanks for joining today's episode. To connect more with me, check out my website, drbethanytenant.com, where you can figure out how to schedule with me as a patient. You can find out where I'll be speaking next or from the doctor's desk, learn more about what I'm cooking in the kitchen or articles that I'm reading. Feel free to reach out on social media at Dr. Bethany Tennant for, for Instagram or at Tennant Bethany on Twitter. Once again, thank you and remember to stay healthy as a habit.